we are back. So is he, Khalil Jashan, serves currently as executive director of the Arab Center in Washington, D.C. They're a new progressive American think tank. They focus on U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East. And he's a long-term Middle East consultant and media commentator with extensive expertise in Arab-American bilateral relations and United States policies in the Middle East. And before two th- between excuse me, 2004 and 2013, he served as executive director of Pepperdine University's Washington, D.C. internship program and lecturer in international studies and languages. If you never ever have seen that campus, oh my God, it's gorgeous in Malibu on the on the uh, Pacific uh, Coast Highway. I am in Los Angeles, so I know it well. And uh, prior to that, he held senior executive positions for 21 years in various national Arab American organizations. Uh, Khalil, thank you for joining us, and welcome back to the program. Thank you for giving us the time this afternoon. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Um, the Istanbul attack is, I th- I hope, a reminder. And unfortunately, a grim reminder that ISIS is not out there to kill non-Muslims or Christians or uh, Jews or Americans, but that anyone who is not with them is against them. And this attack in Istanbul is that grim reminder again that Muslims are targeted by terrorism and more so than any other group. Uh, And you say, Khalil? Uh, I would say precisely. I agree with you 100%. Uh, they have no issue uh, specifically with any particular group, ethnic or religious or what have you. Uh, if you disagree with them, you are the enemy. Uh, they do in their cosmology. They, can, they, they, they perceive this war they are having as with what they call Nasara or, or, or Christian, or the, the better translation is Crusaders. But they are willing to punish everybody who affiliates with that. And uh, definitely uh, peaceful Muslims or Muslims who disagree with them, who tend to be probably 99% of, of Muslims around the world, they are also the enemy. And that's why the majority of their victims are Muslims, including uh, the, the, you know, why is a country like Turkey, which, is, which has a proud Muslim uh, government and a majority of, of Muslims in terms of its population. And with regard uh, to the population, at least 41 people are dead after the suicide bombers attacked Istanbul's uh, international airport, over 200 injured. Most of the dead are Turkish citizens. Thirteen are foreigners that were killed. Nearly all of them are from Muslim countries. Nearly all of these people um, you know, are, are, are Muslims. Um, do you feel when an attack like this happens and people see that the victims are Muslims, it might start changing the mind of folks who say, hey, let's ban all of them like Donald Trump and those who follow him and believe in that and support that uh, from entering the United States? I would say, unfortunately, up to a point. Uh, earlier in, in this conflict with, with uh, groups like this, uh, as they were exposed, uh, I would say there was a reversal uh, in terms of uh, the uh, attitude of many Muslims that these people are not Muslims, they have nothing to do with Islam. But then that battle reached a stalemate for some, that battle for the soul of Islam, if you will, uh, reached a, a stalemate because it wasn't waged properly. It wasn't waged properly by the West, it wasn't waged properly by us, even though we kept declaring that you can't just simply fight them on the battlefield. You have to fight them ideologically. You have to fight them on, on the Internet. Uh, you have to fight them where they are, where they have shown some strength. Uh, that uh, kind of ran out of, of, of fuel at one point. 
Uh, for two main reasons. I, like I said, the West didn't take this battle seriously, didn't know how to wage it, and the uh, Muslims themselves, whether they are countries or uh, uh, individuals, what have you, uh, they have not, uh, you know, managed to pool all their resources uh, to uh, use them uh, in the battle against Daesh or ISIS. This is the seventh major terrorist attack in Turkey since the beginning of the year, fourth uh, in the uh, yes. city of Istanbul, um, very populated, um, uh, you know, uh, area and other uh, areas that have been targeted are very populated, which terrorists look for mass carnage. Um, why do you think people are more aware of this one? Is it because it was at an interesting national airport is it because of escalation or you know the uh, small amount of time between what happened in orlando yeah. uh, and istanbul sometimes it's the timing i think uh, definitely the coverage uh, is a function of the timing after other international uh, events uh, of the same sort uh, but uh, this particular one again the magnitude of the attack and and the location you're talking about uh, one of the largest airports in the world, one of the main hubs uh, east-west, uh, not just in the Middle East, but it's a huge international airport uh, that services, uh, you know, air transport between the east and the west. So you have a huge uh, amount of, of uh, passengers, millions of passengers through that airport. The fact that that's not target, I something to do uh, with the coverage. But again, coming uh, at the heel of, of different attacks, both domestic and foreign, uh, that, uh, you know, I, I think uh, got the attention, if you will, uh, of the media and of uh, security services around the world. This is the end of Ramadan, the holy month for uh, Muslims. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why do you think ISIS, uh, because there are many attacks worldwide that seem to come at yes. the end of Ramadan, why do you think that is? You know, it's, it's kind of strange. If ISIS was indeed a Muslim uh, organization that cared for Islam and the re- reputation of Islam, uh, they wouldn't be doing that. I mean, why would you want to defame your own religion if you are seriously a religious person? I think uh, these guys use Islam uh, as a doormat. And, and uh, unfortunately, the Muslim world hasn't really, uh, hasn't really taken that seriously in terms of uh, opposing them, uh, discrediting them, disowning them, and attacking them. Uh, they somehow, they're, they're, they, you know, they're not taking, taking them serious. And even countries like Turkey, with, with all due respect, I mean, Turkey is a tough country that has uh, uh, real serious uh, security uh, measures uh, entering and exiting the country, and particularly at airports. But at the same time, Turkey has been playing games with this issue of terrorism when it comes to the conflict in neighboring Syria. Uh, They have tolerated certain groups, maybe not this group, maybe not ISIS itself, but groups like ISIS coming in and out and and funneling money and recruiting people. I mean, where where did all these recruited Westerners, young people that were recruited out in the West and brought to Syria or to Iraq to fight with ISIS, uh, what was, uh, you know, the, the gate that, that uh, they used to enter uh, Syria or Iraq? It was Turkey. So there was a lot of, uh, uh, I wouldn't say cooperation as much as looking the other way uh, on the part of Turkish uh, security services and intelligence for too long. And now you see this type of attack, and, and, and uh, I mean, y- y- you don't want to uh, somehow, you know, take it lightly and... and uh, 
but at the same time, uh, the, the chickens have come home to, to, to roost. And now they say, you know, crackdown. Well, fine, they should have cracked down 10 years ago. I agree with you 100%. Geographically, that long border that they share with Syria makes it difficult, like you said, with regard to security. However, Turkey said, uh-huh. unlike European and American airports, they have more extensive security because they have security entering uh, the, the the terminal, not just once you get you know inside going to yeah. your gates. Um, and uh, you know, I asked the ambassador who was on before you, how the heck do you get in with such weaponry and explosive vests on your body if if they have you know they have more than just one security checkpoint? Uh, I think you have to understand probably the uh, the structure uh, of the airport itself. Uh, it does have it's a huge airport. It does have several floors. It does have uh, several uh, perimeters, uh, security-wise, around the airport. Uh, I think probably uh, again, I, I have not you know witnessed or studied the uh, the videos carefully, but I would say most probably these attacks took place in the outer perimeter, not necessarily outside the airport, but inside the, the, the airport where the security is limited. Uh, which is the arrival section of the airport rather than the departure. Uh, most of the tight security, and Turkey does have very tight security at the airport, probably much better than we have here in the United States, uh, but that's not where the attack uh, took place. And usually when one attack takes place, chaos, you know, breaks out, and, and, and the other attackers probably use that to penetrate uh, the next uh, perimeter uh, of security inside the airport. Um, I, I, I want to also um, talk to uh, the target here. Um, you know, is it just, okay, we're in Syria, we can get, and I know you don't know the mindset necessarily, but you do, you know, study uh, these things and know certainly a lot sure. more than I and many of my audience members. Um, do you think it was just geography and they said, you know, international terminal, let's, you know, kill people, you know, who care, you know, who cares where they're from or, or whatever? I mean, because this was a very coordinated and organized event yes. why this target in your opinion uh that's a good question uh definitely it's not just geography it's more than that an operation of this sort probably has taken uh, months and months if not more uh to plan uh and and to learn how to execute and and uh to develop and and, and gather intelligence about the facility and so on uh, and to probably utilize uh, dormant cells uh, in, in the country. That takes a long, long time. So it's not a reaction to something new. Uh, it, it has been in the works uh, uh, for a long time. Basically, I would say, uh, from my own reading on this, uh, uh, Daesh or ISIS uh, is uh, basically on a losing streak recently. They have really uh, lost whether, again, whether we uh, agree on the extent of, of the fight waged against Daesh by the U.S. And, and others or not. But they have been on a losing streak in Syria and a losing streak in Iraq. They have lost between 20 and 30 percent of the land that they control uh, in both countries, respectively. Uh, therefore, they are basically lashing out. And they are lashing out not only uh, against the countries that are causing the damage, like Russia maybe, uh, or the United States, because actually we have more fighters bombing uh, uh, Daesh or ISIS targets in Syria than the Russians these days. Uh, But they are lashing out against Muslim countries that allow, particularly in the case of Turkey, 
their air bases to be used by uh, American Air Force. We're going to take. Uh, we're going to. We're going to. We're going to take a break. But I got to tell you, you read my mind because one, I was going to talk about the uh, terrorism uh, where the most people have been killed. Um, you know, and uh, how uh, they are increasingly lashing out more and more at Muslim countries, and also. Um, it does this reek of desperation that the ship is going down. So let's kill as many as soon as possible, uh, you know, as our numbers dwindle. We'll talk more with Khalil Jashan. Uh, he is serving as currently as executive director of the Arab Center, Washington, D.C. And I'd like you to follow him on Twitter at Naz548, at NAZ548. The website for the Arab Center is ArabCenterWA.org. Back with Khalil, back with you right after this. Don't go away. Back with our guest, Khalil Jashan, serving currently as executive director of the Arab Center in Washington, D.C. They're a new progressive American think tank focusing on U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East. Uh, thank you for holding, Khalil, and welcome back. Um, you had uh, touched upon uh, two things, and, and one of which before the break, and, and one of which is, you know, uh, speaking about perhaps why we're having increased attacks um, and uh, what you know by these organizations, Daesh, uh, you know ISIS. Um, it, it, do you think it's because they are getting smaller and they are getting desperate? Maybe money is running out. You know, maybe what we're hearing uh, from you know in Washington, with the exception of the CIA director, um, is you know that that they're they're dying. They're not growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying uh, that they are dying. Uh, they are definitely uh, weakening uh, in some spots. They definitely have lost territory in others. They definitely have lost uh, a large number of leaders uh, through strikes uh, by the West uh, in, in general. Uh, but uh, it's not over. The game is not over. They are getting weaker, yes. Their numbers might be diminishing here and there. But the fact also is that a lot of their foreign fighters are leaving Syria because of that and are leaving Iraq because of that. But where are these guys going? They're going to Turkey to, in order to get back home. So that's why we are seeing more attacks outside the region, if you will. I mean, Turkey is not outside the region, but the stuff uh, that we have witnessed, uh, let's say, in France and in Belgium and so on has something to do with that. Uh, there are many fighters that are, you know, going back to, to Russia, and that's why uh, Russia is fighting them back in Syria, because they don't want them to come home and cause havoc. Uh, so uh, we have not adjusted, if you will, to the recent uh, losses and, and curtailment of the uh, areas of control uh, by ISIS. I want to talk about specifically uh, those numbers. Now, these numbers are from 2014. We can, you know, get, uh, you know, numbers from 2015. Sure. Uh, but just, um, you know, terrorist-related deaths. Iraq, almost 10,000. Nigeria, almost 8,000. Afghanistan, almost 5,000. Pakistan, almost two, And Syria, almost 2,000. Um, again, I just don't think that not just Americans, but people in non-Muslim countries are aware of, the, the the numbers um, that Muslims are victims in Muslim countries um, by these terrorist organizations. Why do you think that? Why do you think that is? Do you do you think it comes down to Americans are just really you know seclusionist, isolationist, and care about themselves a heck of a lot more? Um, and you know when it happens in Paris, it happens in Brussels, it happens in London. Oof, you know it's on the radar. I, I was even surprised that people were 
still talking about this today in Istanbul, uh, quite frankly, because uh-huh. it, it, it seems a lot of times that Western countries don't care about Middle Eastern or Muslim countries when they're victims of this terrorist uh, violence. Uh, that's true, and the answer could be all of the above. But uh, frankly, uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to gamble and say it's racism. Uh, we're not impressed by victims of anything, whether it's earthquakes or, 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 or terrorism or you know natural disasters, what have you, uh, when they are foreign, uh, and especially when they are people of color. Uh, th- that's a fact. Uh, uh, we are probably the, the most uh, humanitarian uh, country in terms of reacting to crises around the world. But uh, the fact of the matter, we, we do not give it equal attention uh, to when the victims are, uh, you know, our fellow uh, uh, Americans. Turkey, of course, is an ally. Turkey is important to the fight uh, for the fight against terrorism. Turkey is where we uh, house our uh, uh, fighters, fighter jets, and, you know, we use their airports, and, and so it probably received a little bit more attention. But when you talk about Syria and Iraq, by the way, the numbers are a heck of a lot more than what you mentioned. Uh, Syria has probably lost at least, uh, at least uh, 20, 30 times more victims to terrorism than the 2000 you mentioned. And so people understand... What I mean, like you said, uh, what is why do they strike certain countries, and and who does ISIS consider their enemy? In other words, ISIS's goal is a caliphate, right? But the majority of the world doesn't want them to have and to certainly be in control of a caliphate. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure their goal is a caliphate. I think that the tool they use uh, to trick uh, young, uh, confused Muslim. Uh, vulnerable young people into their ranks uh, is this caliphate. But I, I have a feeling this movement, uh, frankly, is more secular than, than a lot of experts admit. It has nothing to do with Islam. It's mostly started uh, by uh, the uh, leftovers of the Saddam regime after our invasion of, of Iraq. That's what Daesh is. That's what ISIS is. But they turned themselves into uh, a so-called uh, Islamist uh, movement in, in, in order to fool a lot of people and win the hearts and minds of confused young people, telling them that we are in a fight with the Christian West. Uh, they are after us. They are killing our brethren and children and, and, and our sisters uh, all over the Muslim world. So let's fight back. Let's defend uh, our Islam. Are you surprised, Khalil, with the increased attacks uh, on Muslims in Muslim countries, like we've seen just recently with this attack in, in Istanbul at the airport in Turkey, um, that more and more people aren't saying, uh, and very quickly I'll let you answer, we have less than a minute, there, more and more people are saying, are you kidding me? You guys aren't, you know, you guys aren't doing what you're saying you're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I, I have been uh, suspicious of their commitment uh, to Islam as a religion, uh, they, they, de- their definition of enemy has nothing to do with religion. If you disagree with them, you are the enemy. So I'm not surprised at all. All right. Oh, thank you. That was very quick. You follow directions. If you could teach my husband that, Khalil. <laughs> Have a great day. Khalil Jashan, like I said, Executive Director of the Arab Center in Washington, D.C. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Naz548. The website is ArabCenterWA.org. 